Sensi Star Jones here with the Keep It Loud Crew podcast, broadcasting from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Guys, listening audience, I have a special one for you. If you're all about reggae music and you want to know about the culture of reggae music, you want to hear the ins and outs of reggae music, you need to tune into Reggae Lover Podcast. You need to. But guess what? You don't need to tune into them. They're right here right now. Straight from Brooklyn, New York, we have the man himself, Mr. Agard. But then, listen how good we are. We're going to knock on his door right now. All the way in the ATL, we have the one, the only, Khalid Wanda, also on the line. So, guys, let's welcome the Reggae Lover podcast crew to the show bop, bop. for the first time. Meeting the Keep It Loud crew. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you guys? Great. Doing? Yo. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Big up, you big up, big up. Thanks for that nice well, um, intro right there, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> man, as I respect. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. I would like to say hats off to uh, the Reggae Lover podcast for being uh, one of the forefronts from since 2014 for the industry. Uh, throughout the Caribbean, and those that are starting, everybody can benchmark and take, uh, I guess, take some little samples and little iceberg shavings from Ayo. But introduce you guys, introduce yourself to the listening audience, and we'll get straight into it. Hey, God, you could go first. So my name is Agard. Um, I'm a DJ sound man. Um, been into a little bit of music production and uh, actually uh, co-founded a sound system with Khalil back in the, the late 90s called Highlander Sound System. So that's uh, our claim to fame, or at least my claim to fame. Okay, okay. And yeah, I'm Khalil Wanda. Um, you know, as he said, one of the founders of the Highlander Sound and host of the Regular Lover Podcast. So I'm just someone who's devoted to spreading positive energy and messages of reggae music. Um, some call me a bit of a historian on the subject, um, but really, I just love studying and talking about and listening to reggae. And you know, the love grew as I was in, in the clubs and on the stages playing and, you know, just love to watch how people respond and react when you drop that certain tune and you get that forward, you know, you get an emotional responses from the crowd and yeah, man. So I just love to select and play reggae music. And, you know, I guess the journey just kind of led to this platform that we share with you now, you know, Sensi, and you get to have some of these dialogues and discussions and really, get into the music and help to spread the culture in a way that is not really being represented on a large scale um, in terms of podcasting. So, you know, that's, that's everything in a nutshell right there. Wow. I appreciate that for even bigging me up within that because I, the walks is showing, but I really appreciate that, but we're going to get straight into it now. So Agar, let's start with you. You're up in Brooklyn. Um, the scene up there in Brooklyn, like you said, you started off in, with the Highlander song. Have you personally, your background, family background, friends, well, more than likely your friends, but your family were getting into, have any of those um, family members played instruments growing up as a child? Were you introduced to that formal um, musical background? As a um, not particularly. I think uh, what happened was growing up in Brooklyn back in the late 80s and the 90s, you know, we, we were basically engulfed in music all around us uh black block parties 
you know, house parties, everything like that. That's how I, I, I got a love for music. And um, told this story on our podcast as well. But, you know, when I was around 10, 9, 10 years old, I had a van driver. He used to, va- to drive me to school. And he introduced me to sound system culture, like Stone Love, you know, Bodyguard and those sounds. So that's really how I got the, 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 the bug, the love bug for uh, reggae music. Mm. And Khalid, you're in Atlanta. Atlanta now is the vibe, the Caribbean vibe is Atlanta is amazing now because it's buzzing. How was your, how did you actually get into music? Was it the same thing as you just fell into the vibe or your, your family was into the history of music also? Because you're very, in, both of you guys are very intelligent within the knowledge and history of music. So did you study it or did your dad push it on you or your mom push it on you or she was a singer? Because it seems to be somebody in your family was a musician or a writer or something. Well, um, story has it that my father used to play in a band back in Guyana. Um, see, uh, a lot of people may not know this, but Agard and I are actually cousins from the same family. And so we originated oh, wow. in Georgetown, Guyana. And from there, my family, my mom, my dad, my, and my brother and I, we moved to Kingston, Jamaica, as my parents attended UWE, um, University of West Indies in Kingston. And so we settled okay. there and lived there until I was about 10 years old. So, you know, Kingston is the mecca for reggae music. Um, and Guyana has its is mostly like a Calypso soca thing, especially back in those days. Now, you know, dance hall take over everywhere. But, you know, um, my parents just had a very diverse um, musical, you know, catalog. And so there's a lot of different types of music playing at all times. But my father, like I said, he was a visual artist, sculpture, art teacher, mm. art teacher, p- painter. And so very artistic. And he also played guitar and, was in a band called uh, CFN in Guyana that stood for can't find a name. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of an amateur, you know, uh, musician, but professional artist. And so that, that creative blood is there, you know, the DNA is there. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. So we're going to get straight into the, 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 the industry right now. Reggae music on a whole has taken off now to where it's the young artists, as everybody going to say, oh, Coffee won and she won the Grammy and it's an EP and it's the, I haven't saw this. In a matter that you haven't saw it, probably it's not been heard in that, in that genre. Yeah. <laughs> or it, it's not been highlighted throughout. But not taking anything away from that, do you see the involvement and the presentation of the reggae music diminishing declining due to the fact of how the 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 music now is 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 now streaming online through internet the music is coming out so fast now so no music has substance in it that could rotate to your soul you being a selector for a highlander song you know back in the days you can't switch a song until second verse third fourth or going into the belly of the song now it's Hey, Khalid won the Highlander song. Gone. Hey, I got it. You see what I'm saying? Now, has it diminished in your opinion, in uh, your eyes' opinion? Because to me, it, 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 we need to go with the change with it. You know what I mean? And if it's changeable and it can be spotlighted, why don't 
our presentation be up there with the other genres? Um, there's still obviously a lot of talent out there. Um, and there's still a lot of good production out there. I mean, artists like Coffee and Protege and those people, you know, definitely uh, vibe, but it's still um, relatable to, to older folks. Um, what I would say is in the presentation, like me as a sound person, uh, a DJ, so to speak, you know, I think the way that the DJ and sound system culture is going is not necessarily presenting the music in the same way. And um, I think there's an opportunity for some fundamentals to be, uh, you know, adhered to. Um, in terms of uh, streaming and the way that it's presented to the world, um, that's I don't think that's going away. And uh, we spoke to uh, uh, the the coordinator, the CEO of the Jamaica Music uh, Conference, uh, actually this week. Okay. And um, what he pointed out is a lot of these you know, people in the reggae industry, they're, they're not necessarily up on the new business practices. You know, they're not necessarily copywriting themselves properly um, in terms of the business. And that's, okay. that. yeah. Okay. So, so Agar, yeah. so I don't mean to cut you off, but in terms of the business, if they know that, why are we still crying to say that it's only certain artists doing that? That's to show me that certain artists, certain producers did their homework, did their research, have all of their certification and rights and royalties set up. So if a guy come with a rhythm to me, he already don't know where his royalty is coming from. So why I'm going to cry and say, oh, this ain't gonna be like this when half of the entertainers them don't know how to right. read and write. And yeah, write. I mean it's a it's a it's an educational hurdle. It's a cultural hurdle. You know, um, it's not necessarily in the culture to to have those practices. You know, be the default setting. It's, it's mostly a lot of, you know, session work, you know, even with the artists, you know, a lot of artists that we think are very popular and very savvy, you know, they're getting paid one time to do a song. And, you know, that's part of the reason why there's not certain uh, platforms streaming in the Caribbean, because, you know, who's who's going to claim those copyrights when there's no paperwork, you know? Hmm. No, Khalid. Would you like to touch on that? Because I know you have a lot of, I should say, your presentation of how you explain to your audience is subtle to them so they can say, yes, I understand. A guy would say, no, it's wrong. <laughs> That's not how it's going. It's just, it's crazy. You're wrong with that. So in your opinion, Khalid, where do you see the industry of reggae music going now? Because I just had this conversation with Suku. And I was like, Suku, you know, um, they sample your music so much in EDM. It's re it's crazy right now. You know, it's 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 really crazy. But it's showing me that that just made his record. It added twenty more years to his song or that that dance hall record right. that he made. Right. You see what I'm saying? It just added to his history. Now we don't have that type of fluent connection within the genre now to say, well, this man can make a a, a substantial amount of records, but only four of them really have a substance of going 20 to 30 years. We don't see that anymore with the music. And why is that in your opinion, Khalid? Or if you're on me with that, on, on my point of view, I'm trying to, to state, why would that be? We don't see the substance in the music. Is it because, as Agar said, the streaming ain't gonna go no place. Ain't gonna go no place, but the radio station and DJs, they have to right. do their I work. Mean, I think that there is, 
like you know our music is not one thing you know so it's really hard to sit and kind of generalize and say it's good or it's bad or paint it with a wide brush like that you know the way that i see it there's there's really great excellent music being produced and and put out there and that has been for the majority of the time since reggae was created right um there's been ebbs and flows of times when more slack music or more derogatory music became popular in jamaica or in hardcore dancehall circles throughout the diaspora um so i think now is one of those times as well but it, while that's going on you still have very you know in my opinion reggae i like dancehall is actually running the whole world right now because if you look at if you look at billboard and you look at the charts you look at what's hot you know they're not labeling it all as reggae or dancehall but if you listen with a listening ear you know that they might call it pop or tropical house or afrobeat but you know it's dancehall music it's that same 90s dancehall vibe that we all enjoy so much and it's just being represented it's being done by a lot of people that are from America or wherever they come from they're not necessarily from the caribbean but they're using the sounds of our music and even some of the producers that are from the dancehall world you may not know but they are working behind the scenes with you know the pop artists and stuff like that in the production side so what we really need to do is take a hold of um the business side and and really start to take up space in that respect you know i think you like artists like let's say coffee right i i'm i'm one of these optimists so i feel like the way that things are going right now if you just take it fast forward it to t- 10 or 20 years from now you know i see coffee and some of her peers being like the jayzs and the diddies and being the ones to um you know be at that point where they're elders you know i see them having their own labels and having their own infrastructure that they're building you know what i'm saying as opposed to just that classic just being a talent just being an artist i see some of them becoming moguls and you know protege is already doing it um for the reggae revival team you know and um or movement should i say you know and i see those people um a- along with a lot of others that are really starting to put the pieces together now to fix the problem you know so that the new set of artists that are coming up have people that are older than them to guide them show them this is how you write this is how you write your music this is the music that the world wants then this is how you register it this is how you make sure you get your copyright this is how you get paid you know not just the artists but the the drummer and the keyboardist and you know everybody get your publishing in check and you know make sure that you have ownership of your product and you know that's kind of like where i see the industry going so it might not look that way when you you flip on the latest mixtape and it's just like you know tongue in your throat and all this stuff and shoot them up and <laughs> you know what i mean bust up white throat and all of that you know what i'm saying but I think that's more like just the fad and you know that's not going to be the thing that really lasts for us to really put a label on the music and 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 say that that's the representation. That's just a part a part of it which is always going to be there. I like how you explained that. I really love how you explained that because it has now the new wave 
coming way, way, coming way, way, way out of the Caribbean from Trinidad, which is that dance hall or the Zessa dance hall they're talking about right now. And that movement now and that wave now have now transpired off of what they call a trap dance hall, which is coming in now. And as you said, it's what the young people and the, the it's how the movement is going at the moment. You know, it, it's what the, I guess, what the people want to hear. Now, as dance hall is, is broken down, it's going to always be the one that's going to be in a garrison. It's always going to be the, the, the street music. It's always going to be that when you're going to club, that's what you're going to see. But what we have to understand is if we, I guess what you say, Khalid and Agard, if you can agree, if you're pushing that music or if you're pushing any type of music out there and you want it to be heard to be a movement, it always have to start from where your music outlet is going to be, the media, the DJs, the selectors. Some DJs, some selectors can't even keep up with the music that is coming out right now because the only way that they know how to collect music is let me download this and download everybody on the same beat. We don't... We, Agard and Khalid, you know when you're going to a dance, you have to walk with a trunk full of records. Probably the two I used to stay in the basement or our house for hours. Yeah, I'm going to play this year. I'm going to play. No, walk with this 45. No, we could press shift F12 and put in whatever it is and everybody pops up. So the essence and the chemistry now, it might work for others, but it might not work for those out there. But the essence and the chemistry now back to streaming, buying records, buying cassettes, buying tapes, those essence have gone now, so it's instant gratification. So if we're not keeping up with the instant gratification of time with the music, the basics and the foundations are always going to be overshadowed, but they're always going to be there at some point in our life. It's just as everything has its time. Just as how all of this is going through, I believe dancehall is going to cool on at some point, and somebody big with some type of reggae song is going to explode again and it's going to give it the next 40 years again running. That's how I look at so it. So when you say now, that, you know, um, reg you know, it seemed or it sound like you are kind of um, separating the reggae and dance hall as, as uh, two different things. Is that right? Well, I, I, I don't want to do that, but that is what the industry okay. and society has done. Me, me personally, I cannot separate it because it's, it, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's just like Ega might like, he might like Sanchez, you might like Coco T. You see what I'm saying? Or he might like to play 45, you might like to play a, a full 12-inch LP. It's just how you want to transpire it or present it at a whole. You know, everybody has some type of dance hall in them. You know, dance hall had to transpire from somewhere. It just couldn't pop up like that. But how society has it now, it's like, well, dance hall is <laughs> down in the throat and blah, 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 and this, this, and blah, blah, blah. But really right. and truly, it's not. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what right. I mean? Really and truly, it's not. And until we can stop saying it and stop saying that, that that's why we're going to have the ones them that are coming up because I don't want to go around a circle, but you as a dancehall artist right now or as an artist in general has a better outcome of making a song in your bedroom, on your own, putting it on YouTube and having a hit. 
right now in this society? I would, I would definitely agree with that. that. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are definitely multiplied with the technology. Um, but I, I think something that you're pointing to, um, it's not even the, the fact, like I said earlier, you know, the production, I don't, I used to have a problem with it. I'm, I'm starting to warm up to it. I think what we're losing now, it's like, it's kind of like the science of it, the technology of it um, is changing. So back in the days, let's say we, we, I'll use sound system as an example, right? Back yeah, in the, I'll just use yeah, we're gonna a brief example. Minute, I yeah, mean, it ahead. has its implications for the artists as well. So, you know, you used to build a, a box. Some guys used to build their own amps, used to build their own speaker boxes. So they understood the, the structure of what it meant to, to, to tune a sound, you know, what power it takes, you know, and the same, similar with artists, you know, you had to hang around a studio and the veterans who are getting all this work used to learn from them. Now with technology, everything is, is, is so much right there that you're not getting that same mentorship. So some of these artists, sound systems, DJs right now don't necessarily know what it takes to connect with the people, you know? And I think that that's a big obstacle to overcome, you know? Um, but there is hope, like uh, Khalil was saying earlier, I do think that there is a certain level of mentorship because the p- older people like like me, I won't say us, but <laughs> older per- person like me, you know, um, we've been disconnected from the younger people. And now there's a group of younger people that are saying, okay, we want to listen to you. And it took us a while to figure out how to, you know, marry the two. You know what I mean? Well, it's just as what you feed, whatever you feed the person is what the person will know until that person goes on their own and trying to feed themselves. So if we're going to only push a certain sound out, that's the certain environment that we're going to raise. You see what I'm saying? We, we, we can't, how should I say you can't ask someone to do something if they don't know. And you can't ask someone to do something if they don't want to help you. The mentorship, in, mentorship in the industry is gone. It's out of the window. Back to what I was saying. Somebody can stay home right now in their room, build a rhythm, point up their point on YouTube and gone. Before, like you were saying, you sit down. How can you write? Well, are you getting your metaphors together? How is your harmony? Is your vocal pattern? You know, are you singing from your gut? Are you... Are you, are you winning patterns? All of these now are gone through the door of, 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 of the, 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 the educational found, foundational part of a studio work. You know, that studio work have gone now. Agard, Khalid, you know how to use Fruity Loops, boom, boom, boom. Just rather than you just make the beat, you're writing it now. You can write it just as how you write Scarsive now. So the involvement of time is just what we're feeding each other. And the elders, them, Agard, even in the sound system, like we're going to touch on, and the selectors them, and we're going to get in that in a second, the elders them sometimes have so much pride in themselves that, oh, that rubbish them I do, man. May not have time for that. And you know that that is true. So what are they going to do? They're going to just yeah. find a way to do it on their it's own. It's true. But, you know, I think like that nowadays is like we really can't go back in time, you know? Like we live, it's a different time right now. You Correct. know, I was just having a, a conversation with my wife you know, about the 
the younger generation and how they're growing up on these tablets and phone and touchscreen and, you know, the internet and social media. It's like, you know, we didn't have that as a part of our youthful experience. So it's a completely different thing now. Now people meet, they date, everything is online. You know, they meet in all, <laughs> every girlfriend, you get in it from an app, you know? <laughs> it's instant gratification where what this generation have because they they process so much. Yeah. Process so and then quick. you're isolated in a way. I mean, so as an artist, well, yeah, you could just punch up something on your phone and, and bang out an album. And then boom, you know, you start selling and you don't, you, you never touch a stage yet. So you don't know what to do when you go on a stage. But at the same time, I feel that there are people who there's nothing that you can't learn. You know, just go on YouTube. If you want to learn how to perform, <laughs> you want to learn how to build a rhythm right. a different way. If you want to know what they did back in the day, you can still find these things. You know, people are accessible. So I think, you know, it's not necessarily the end of the world that they're doing it differently now. I think there's still opportunity, True. and and I'm I'm ex- there's some really good music. I don't know if you heard um this uh, new artist called Rumkus. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's Rumkus. I was I I I was mainly listening to a lot of Black Hero. Um, I don't know why he's been sticking into my head. Um, but that's why I've been on for, yeah, for the past. Yeah, his name has been no. coming up a lot. Um, or Rumcus is is the son of Determine, and he's he's got a new song out now called Money. You know, you check that song out. You know, like he's kind of like his style is kind of like kind of like a male coffee kind of vibe. You know, he almost sounds like that. You know, so mm-hmm. it's more the the rap style thing, but he's a ras, you know what I mean? But he's kicking knowledge at the same time. Um, you know, and, and I just love the just the variety, the variety of the music, man. Um, so you know, we're talking about the reggae and the dance hall. Thing I'm excited about right now is Buju about to drop an album next month. Because that's somebody who, yes. if you sit and listen yes. to the Banton, you know, he's going to say, hey, you know, it's not all about gyrating your waistline. You know what I'm saying? Like that, but although he's not leaving that out, there's, you know, yes. he'll give you some of that. But at the same time, he give you some substance along with it and something to kind of uplift and advance the race and the people and the ghetto and everything, you know, and Jamaica and, you know, just everything in one, man. So that's what I'm all, all about. That's what is reggae, yeah, and it's also is dance hall to me. It's the same one and the same. Well, yeah, I mean, um, dance hall have, have done their thing, you know, and um, dance hall is still on the rise, as you say. Everybody's sampling from that, but we're going to take from dance hall and reggae, and we're going to do something that you guys are very passionate of. We're going to switch it over really quick to the song system industry. Now, they say that the song system industry has dissolved and it gone down and it's not the same and it's now, I guess, watered down. But I tend to say not reason being, they have to hear these musics from somebody have to hear it. You know what I mean? Somebody's playing it somewhere where it's getting sampled so drastically around the world. And it has to be coming from songs and selectors. It can't be all the time from YouTube and, 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 and just iTunes. It cannot be that. So 
where do you see the sound system industry going from this point forward? Because we can't talk about where, where they, they already evolved now to be on the sea. But where do you see it going from this point forward? And is it worth it now in this at this moment in the in in in, in, in at this time to actually invest in a song? That's an interesting question. I mean, so I don't I don't think that sound system culture or the sound system industry has gone away or or dis- dissolved. What I think it's it's similar to other aspects of, of reggae music to where there's no longer necessarily sound systems outside of the like Caribbean or certain parts of Europe. Right now there are DJs, you know, <laughs> that sometimes they're in DJ crews and they call themselves a sound system and sometimes, you know, it's a DJ and he still wants to, you know, call himself a sound, that's fine. Like I don't get bogged down in um uh those those t- titles. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna argue whether or not David Rodigan is a sound system, you know, clearly. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. No, well, David Rodigan is not a sound system. That, well, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is no, to me, oh God, me, that distinction, in my opinion, to some people that matters, to me, it, it doesn't as much. And here's why. I, as long as you're spreading this okay. culture and you're doing it well, you know, you could call yourself, I don't know, a baseball pitcher. <laughs> but uh, I, I respect you. You know, I'm not going to get bogged down in, 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 in arguments. No, I'm not dissing anybody who, who argues that because obviously they're very passionate about that aspect of the culture. You know, um, what I'm trying to say is like, just like how artists are now having to deal with technology and adapt to technology, um, so do we. You know, um, you know, it's 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 a difficult thing for me to traverse because, you know, as we've spoken about earlier, Khalil and I did start a sound system together. Um, however, separate from that, I'm also a DJ Agard. You know what I mean? So it's it's an interesting thing, you know, yeah. um, to to see sound systems navigate the business of it. And for a very long time, they didn't have to deal with the business of it because it was something that people just piled money into because they it was their hobby. They respected it. Some people turned it into a business. You know, if you go all over the Caribbean, you know, there's still PA sound systems being rented out, hired. You know, they have a whole team in place. But outside of the Caribbean in a lot of places, um, that's not the case, you know, Um so I, th- I, th- I think it's evolving into something else. Um, my concern is more with the way that somebody's trained to play that music. You know, the technique, the, f- the fundamentals, the reading of the crowd, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, I'm concerned. I will say that is lost. I will say that has gone because... Agar Khalid, you know when you go to a dance and you come in and you maybe a clash, maybe a dance, you want to mash up, you're gonna come from Ollie. You want to know what Agar playing. You're damn Agar right. You <laughs> now you go now you're going you see what I'm saying? Now you're going to this place, Agard. Your girl don't don't want to go. I pointed I point it in your head and you tell me from a 
a fan's point of view, how would you feel? Because this is how it's going right now. And although we're talking about the industry and the industry is doing this, uh, yeah, we got to put a lot of blames on the DJs because it's just like when shit running downhill is either you're going to step to the side and like keep on flowing or you're going to stop and, and try and fix it. What, what it is. Because here what? Agard playing on the card, Khalid playing on the card, Sensi playing on the card, Jones playing on the card. All right. Agard just run through a whole heap of Sanchez, uh, Barrington, uh, Uroy, Steel Pulse, so on and so forth. Khalid command, so on and so forth. Jones command, so on and so forth. Sensi command, so on and so forth. And now here comes out of the blue quality, taste, and sound, they come in with the Gucci shoes, Gucci belt, Prada shades, and they just played everything that <laughs> everybody just played. So, when I'm in the dance, you know it's the truth. You know it's the truth. <laughs> when I'm in the dance, Sensi got a vibe for me, boom, all right. Khalid got a vibe for me, boom, all right. Ega got a vibe for me, boom, all right. It's not like that anymore. Everybody coming in to be a superstar, to run out their hot tunes, them, get it forward and leave. Nobody is reading the crowd, as you saying, in the sound system industry before, like how they used to do. Even up to some of the sound system, quality of the dubs and the artists will want to charge you, like they want to, 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 to breed you with them type of price. Like them thing is damn near fucking, you call it child support payments, like shit. For one dub, and the quality of the dubs them ain't gonna be the same to give you the reaction in the crowd. So it got a lot of fixing and it got a lot of gelling. But if you can put it out there to be presented and heard, maybe somebody can hear it. Just as your platform, my platform, just as you're very committed to the song system industry and the reggae music industry and the history of the diaspora for the Caribbean people. I think sometimes we're so spoiled that we we ratting and we just put ourselves out there to just get used. So if the culture, if the entertainment industry is going to just use our sampling and, and use it that way, we have to find another way to expose what we have to offer. And that's culture, the Guyanese culture, the Trinidad culture, you name it, whatever culture is there to expose, that's how we're going to have to do it. Because at the end of the day, the entertainment industry for the Caribbean, in my opinion, in certain aspects, it's not ready to be presented. Yeah, to I mean, you, you you kind of uh, went down a, a laundry list right there, <laughs> you know. But it's it's a serious thing, you know. There are a lot of things that are wrong that do need fixing, but you know. So we we oftentimes call out the selectors, the soundmen, and the DJs, and kind of charge them with being a part, being ch- change agents, you know. Um, one time gone, you know, back in the day, the selector of the sound was one of the most respected people within a community or an area or a country. Yeah. That used to be literally like and it's the, gone. the teacher that's, that's that used gone. to be who the youths would like, you know, idolize and, and mimic. And yeah. So now it's, it's nothing like that because, the sound system and and um and dance hall sound system you know that whole culture has become very much like how the you know we all music lovers let's face it you know right now dance hall is almost like radio except that 
it's like when you used to listen to um when it used to be on skip and you get like five seconds of the song and then it skips to the next five <laughs> next song <laughs> that's what it's like but then <laughs> the next 40 minutes later or an hour later you're gonna hear the same songs again skip 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 through and it's like that's not enjoyable you know um the dj walk in at 4 a.m you know what i'm saying with a chris suit on and a, and a jump and a thumb drive or you know a little little purse or something full <laughs> with a laptop in it yeah man you <laughs> don't know say, the type of and man. so yeah that whole thing but i i i blame the sound men i blame the promoters and i blame the, the patrons as well because it used to be one time where you pull that and you get boo Correct. you get buckle you understand or even the promoter will come and say the promoters knows the music. The promoter cares enough to say, hey, you know what? Come off of this year, you know, make so-and-so come in and, you know. Now, so it's a lot of people, you know, we pointing the finger all over the place. And then, like you said, you pointed the finger at the artists that charge in the dub price and can't perform it. You know what I'm saying? You have to point Correct. finger at the dub brokers who are felicitating it. <laughs> the middleman. You know, so it's like, how do you really, how do you stop the bleeding? You know, so for me, it was not, it no longer was fun to be in those dances, either as a DJ or as a patron. You know what I'm saying? It's not enjoyable, man. And I think a lot of people, um, especially towards the elder side of things, are disenfranchised. And then on the flip side of that, a lot of the youths are not going into the dance hall when they get to party going age. They're going hip hop or pop music or something else they're not even interested in reggae you know what i mean a lot of people our age their kids don't li you know they listen to hip-hop more or trap or whatever they don't even care about dance hall and reggae so it's a real problem and 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 back to what i would say what we're feeding what we're media plays a big role in it too because media has all the output but they cannot take no input. Communications, that's, that's the basics of 101. So just as we have an output right now, right? The input that we can take in the background will be from the comments, the DMs that we have, but we don't have to really broadcast what they're saying because this is our output currently. So if you have the young generations that are only knowing what is playing on the radio, showing on the television, that presentation that is brought forth to them is there. If we can get our presentation up there, then they will have aspects of our culture throughout them, their lives. You know what I mean? So we can say, well, at least we're getting somewhere. But just as if I come to you to present, hey, reggae, reggae lovers, yo, keep it low, crew here, and you know, I got a podcast, and yeah, you're like, let me link up, and I come and I link up with you, and you thinking, well, you know, you're going to come, and it's going to be all road mics and all of this boom set up, and this, and this man got a little shaky fucking studio, ain't self get space for, but you know what I mean? Like, my presentation ain't saying what it, it, I can't present something there for a business purpose if I don't have value behind of it. And the value that we have, it's taken away. And we keep on blaming the community, the parents, the society, the music that they're hearing. But 
if I'm feeling that to you on my airwaves and I'm paying my DJ to play that, that is what the society is going to breed. You know that. Agard know that. The whole of the Caribbean know that. Yeah, well, we, I think, we you know, I, I, I think we, we are doing something about that. Um, you know, having these type of conversations is a, is a part of the solution. You know, I feel like we are in a, in a time where people are very passive and, and docile. And, you know, like you said, you know, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. This is how society is. So this is what's going to be the result. And I'm like, no, I don't believe in that. I don't give, I don't give a damn what society is doing, you know? And I feel like it's our job to be the change that we want to see. And it's our job to be aggressive and assertive and not passive. So that's why, you know, Agar and I will sit down and we'll call people out on the show, you know? <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'll go hard, you know. I used to like, dude, these dudes don't give a fuck. Like, what yeah. the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Let me just know. But at the, the, at the same time, when people, I, there are people that, there are younger youths that reach out to truth. me and, truth? you know, they, they want to know how to do, you know, what, what we have done in the past and want to know what we're doing now. So I take time out to to work with them and, you know, answer all their questions and show them a reasoning that's going to set them up. You know what I mean? They may or may not listen and do, but, you know, I feel like there needs to be more people that are willing to do that kind of thing and uh, make it a point to put that knowledge out there and don't just hoard it up and sit back talking about everyone. And, you know, and then at the same time, a lot of the elders that are our age and older are going they're putting on the same type pants and wearing a purse to the dance. And you know what I'm saying? Just like condoning it, <laughs> condoning it and boots in the man, them that I'm have the hype the and stuff like that. that. I'm like, nah, damn that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, you whack, yo, you know, this is not, that's the way that the, when the business was in the best possible place, that's how come it was like that. It was like a real competition in every aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't come and, you know, not provide the proper mm. vibes. Now it's more about, you know, sparklers in the bottle and you sit in a section and you look, you're posing off and you're posting on IG live. You know what I'm saying? Cool. That's, but everybody can't do that. You still have to have the real culture. So somebody has to do it. So whoever is listening to this, you know, I hope, you know what I'm saying? You're inspired to cut out the, the crap and, you know, do the right thing. And if you don't know what's the right thing, figure it out. If you want to link me and we talk about it, feel free. Yeah. I I have a I have a little bit of a unique mm, perspective on I like that. what can kind of dig us out of this situation. And I know back in the day I think, you know, this is on culture. Culture is very important. You know, we all grew up with a certain culture, especially in dance hall and, you know, these things. But I actually think that people paying attention to the business will help us, um, you know, bring back the culture into it. Because what what is what is the, the product that we're selling? We're not selling music. We're selling culture. We're selling a vibe. Right. So when people start paying attention to the business of the music and actually want to get paid, you can't go around the fact that, 
you know, you have to do customer acquisition. And what do those customers want? They want a quality product, you know, and, and what do you have to do? Like, it, it starts from there, you know, and I know a lot of people, you know, they don't want to talk about money. Money's evil. They just want to, like, you know, have a good vibe and, you know, how things are or how things used to be. But I, I actually think that paying attention to business focus and focusing on a, on a good product will actually bring forward a lot more things that, that we're missing, you know, that, that, that artist development, the, the, the things, you know, even in the sound system industry. Sound system yeah. development. How yeah. are we going to get that? <clears throat> wow. Well, that's, that's kind of hard because let me say, let me, let me put it this way. The sound system development was is is not evolving the way how the organic traditional aspects yeah. are. By me saying that, back in the days, Agar, if I want to join a song, Khalid, if I want to join a song, I started with a box them. You have to bring the crates. Yeah. You have to bring the crates. You might be the youngest one there, but you have to bring them crates, and that's where it starts. You know why that's where it starts? The word ethic. The word ethic is not there anymore, and we cannot blame just the song man them and to say, well, nobody is doing it, because it has a dinosaur them in the business, but the dinosaur them in the business now going to just be dinosaurs in the business, because why? What will a dinosaur in a business do? A dinosaur is going to be something that's going to be our most extent out of, of commission, not saying that they're extinct or out of commission, but nobody is showing them the value anymore in how sound is playing. <laughs> sound now is where it's a cartoon show because the culture now, no, it's true. The culture now has to be brought forth now for household entertainment. So guess what? You're going to get some black, uh, black man, wow. Kill Bumbo and da 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 and pull up and Egar and it's not that anymore. It's not the whole hard roots of it anymore because that will not sell for our society. So the dinosaurs them now have to uh, adapt, right? Dinosaurs had to adapt before they get extinct and they're adapting well. So for them to be doing that and to say that we don't have the, the essence to even have a university or having the training for song system. That's going to have to be start up there in Brooklyn. It's going to have to be start in, in Miami. It's going to have to be start where the cultural, um, how should I say, environment is bred, is where it's there, where the streets are. You know, New York, Flatbush, Brooklyn, that's where you're going to have to start. You know, Miami, that's where you're gonna to have to start because that's where the influence that's where the that's where the community is flying to that's where it's coming out of how are you gonna ask a man in not saying he can't do it but how are you gonna ask somebody to play song from a different culture if they don't live or have any taste of it ain't gonna work and if you want to take some really good notes on why i respect them Look at mystical youth song. They actually have, they live in Jamaica. The reason why they live in Jamaica and the reason why I'm talking about them as song system is this because when I interviewed them, 
that was one of the main reasons why, and I have to respect them. If I want to follow a culture, I have to know the culture. I have to live in the culture. They take time out and go in Jamaica and live, live and walk and see exactly. Nobody ain't going to do that there no more in this time. Who I got to pay bills? I guess to student loan. I got baby on the way. It's not going to happen. So if you're not committed to it and you don't want to sacrifice something, don't put your lane in this lane. Don't don't come wrong playing because you're, you're, you're going to go hungry. Yeah, and the, the people who are doing that, like you said, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, I used to live in Japan for a little bit. You know, you have a lot of Japanese people that even if they don't go and live in Jamaica, they go down once or twice a year because they... They, they're so intertwined with the culture. They, they feel it's so important. It's, it's a mecca for them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but a lot of us, you know, who, like, yeah, I see you know, Khalil from. and I, you know, and obviously you, we're first generation, you know, immigrants. Uh, we, we, we come from these countries. Like, what's the, to give, like, sometimes the second, third, fourth generation people are so disconnected you know, even if they do like the music, they they're not going and and being immersed in the culture. You know what I mean? It, it's I mean, I can only talk coming from the Virgin Islands, born and raised in the Virgin Islands. I look up to a lot of songs out there, especially Squinji, Renaissance. I could call a lot of names. Those were the those were the essence of what I was raised up to. So when you see me going and interviewing these people, these is people I used to listen to when I play music in my backyard. These is when I used to be chilling with my friend and by the pool, just chilling and playing music and cooling. So if I listening to War 21, I know I can actually interview Suku. It's a pleasure. If I listening to Renaissance and I could hear Delano telling me how he start, it's a pleasure. So for me, I know I doing my part as in my opinion, what I like, you know, how I want to, to find the culture and the history because that's what I gravitated to. I didn't have the, or I should say, it, it was not exposed back then in the Virgin Islands like how we're, it's so easy now to come to. You know, you had to go to a certain man down the road, Pancho to get a mixtape from Jamaica. And that's somebody who went there or know somebody, cut a mixtape, get to here, and he sat down there and he just went and dubbed all the Maxwell men. So, that's what the essence of it missing, and they ain't gonna really experience that. And it's sad to say that the times have gone, but the blueprint should always be there. And if we come up with a blueprint for it, a default blueprint where you could find a blueprint to buy a, to, to, to build a gun online, to 3D machine a gun online, we should have a blueprint for song system sure. selecting and all of that online because if we can't. If, if, we, if we can't sell our talent, we have to sell the culture. And, it, and you know, you can easily sell your culture one time. If you, you, you know when you come up to America, it's easy. You hit them girl two top, oh, it's done. And that's how a lot of them are not get caught up. It's done. You could be a, a, we could be idiots like that and, and roll around the road like that. It's simple, but our culture is so, so rich sometimes we're so spoiled with a veil between our eyes to see what we have. And you, your cousin, I would call you guys by name, Agard and Khalid, I applaud you for having a reggae lovers podcast. And it's not lovers, you guys, it's singular, okay? So it's lover, 
podcast. So I applaud IO from since 2014 to now. And what I want to get into is the mixes I'm, I'm missing. I don't see I coming up with no more mixes anymore. I, um, you had a, the Silky mix was probably one of, one of my best mix I, I listened to for IO from Garnet Silk. Um, Khalid. I don't know who did that mix there, if it was Khalid or Agar, but that's... Yeah, man. It was Al Khalid. Al Khalid, that was you. I like I like your ear and selection of that mix, man. I really enjoy that mix. That's one of that's like I have it on a playlist now on that one. I actually was gonna post it online. Um, but that one I really like. And the other one that the King Jammy tribute, um, I also like that one there too. That one was a, a real nice one that I listened to. Um, because that was really the essence of how how I like to listen to music. You check it out. So that question now brought bring that statement brings me to ask this question when can we expect a next mix for Nayo and if you guys are going to be consistent um, well that's a great question you know um, it's been about probably over a year since a new mix has dropped since we <laughs> because you know we took the same the same podcast which was essentially a mix show and I completely pivoted and, and changed it to a talk show format. So I appreciate you for, you know, recognizing both pieces. And um, I do not want to commit or say on the, you know, Keep It Loud crew podcast a date or anything like that. But I will be doing more mixes. Um but they won't be released on the regular lover podcast. They'll be still put out, you know, as Highlander Sound Productions mixed by Khalil Wanda. So those will be those will be available. And um Khalil. you know, I for people who may not be familiar, please go to reggaelover.com or um soundcloud.com slash Highlander and check out the the archives because you have over 100 mixes and some of them feature a particular artist. Some of them feature a particular uh, vibe of a certain label, you know, very unique uh, selection. And, you know, I hope you enjoy them. We also have a, a section with mixtapes up there on the, um, on the SoundCloud and a lot, a lot of downloads, a lot of plays. So if you haven't heard it, you know, you definitely uh, miss out on that. And um, yeah, man, so we are going to restart that at a certain point. But it is going to be more exclusive <laughs> and not like a like every that. week where I used to drop them like every single Monday it was like a different mix. You know, now it's going to be like a longer time in between. And so it'll be more more of a special, you know, mixtape kind of situation. Right. And just to add to that, just for transparency, um, part of the reason that we did the pivot is, you know, we we're talking about the business earlier. And, you know, basically, you know, we saw the climate when it comes to podcasts. There's not a lot of music podcasts where it's talk. And there's not a lot of podcasts about reggae music in predict particular and reggae culture. So we saw opportunity to spread, you know, the culture in a different way. And and let's be honest, like it's 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 also a business move. Like, 
you know, we not only want to spread the culture, but we want to be able to monetize. And a lot of those mixes, depending on what platform it is on, you know, you're getting trademark, you know, one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Khalid, sorry about that. I don't mean to cut you off, but Khalid, we're going to talk about podcasting and then I'm going to have to let you guys go because I know you guys have a lot to do. But Agar, to touch on what you said, before you came on the show, Khalid and I was talking, and yes. Khalid, I was talking about why I did what I did, right? And it's funny that you stayed quiet because you said, hmm, and that hmm there, right, was the hmm, I always pay attention. It, it's just like, yeah, you, 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 you know what you're saying. Because just as you, I wanted to see how to be flexible with growth, within the podcast and yes. utilize it to the yeah. best of its abilities for that micro lane. And it's funny that we linked up because I, when I spoke to you and Agard, we're going to go back to you, but I always wanted to know why these men who making all these mixtapes are for acid or standing up for an hour and 20 minutes, how can they cancel their 10 cents or a penny? I ain't taking nothing away from the artist, but why can't they get paid for their talent? And I always wanted to find a way, even if it wasn't on a major scale, to get paid for that talent. And just as how you said how you had to now be very transparent with the podcasting, because podcasting people, you can utilize it as a radio station in your pocket, and you can go in many venues and ventures if you know what you're doing with it. You guys took it upon yourself now and basically opened it, split it in about nine different areas, but was only utilizing two areas. So when I saw what was going on and I understood before I, because Khalid, you can attest to this when I told you, I said, oh, if they could do it this way, how come I can't find a way to do it better? Because if SoundCloud gonna take my music and tell me I can't have my file back when I upload it on their platform and they ain't gonna give me a penny for it rather than show me how much views I have, I want to see if I could at least get 10 cents for this song or at least 10 cents for this mix that I stand up for. And I find a way to do it. And just as are you finding a way to do it, are you now gonna talk about monetizing and growth? How important is it for a podcast? So well, it's very important, but you know, podcasting is a very personal thing. So, you know, I encourage anyone that if people Correct. used to tell you, yo, you talk a lot, <laughs> like, yo, you know, you might be cut out for podcasting, you know, you might have a lot to say, <laughs> and um, this might be the platform for you. You know, um, with me, it was very much the opposite. You know, I was always that behind the scenes, you know, I was more like the selector and mixer on the sound. And I had, you know, Agard was one of the people that would, you know, hold a microphone and, you know, the other MC we had um, Super Peck on the sound, you know, was the in the one that would talk and, you know, talk and talk. But I would more like, yeah, well, even when I was doing the mixes, I would do a little little blurb at the end. Yeah, I just you just heard Johnny Osborne and I played this for this reason and boom, bam, bam follow me you know and i'd sign off and then people started hitting me up like yo you know that little part where you talk at the end you know you should you should go a little bit longer you know or maybe you should do it at the front and i was like what no not not nobody wants to hear that you know <laughs> but um but yeah with agard you know in he kind of <laughs> got in my ear and you know he 
threw the idea out there and planted the seed a couple of times. And so eventually when we, you know, using the different distribution platforms, we were using YouTube and I was getting like hundreds of copyright strikes. So um, to the point where YouTube was like, okay, this channel is not eligible for monetization at this point. So I was like, okay, well, I think that's a sign that we can pivot. And so now we were spreading niceness and vibes and spreading music by doing mixes. But now it's more of a serious platform. I mean, there's no shortage of mixes. You know, I'm very flattered when people big up my mixes. But honestly, honestly, Mm -hmm. there there are a million DJs with this, you know, with mixes that kind of have some of those music on there or whatnot. If yeah, yeah, I I know my I know my mixes are unique and that was the purpose, but still it was limited in the way that I could distribute it. So now that we sit here and we talk for 30 minutes or we talk for an hour, this can go anywhere on any platform and nobody can say anything. You know, when you put this out, keep it loud crew, you own this. This is your intellectual property that you're producing you know what i'm saying so you can monetize it any which way that you want and take that to the bank and so that's kind of you know that's one side of it but also was the the need for these conversations and you know now i can if i want to highlight an artist we can get on and we can talk about the artists you know what i'm saying and we can tell you what where they're you're not going to get that from listening to their music you we can send you to go buy their music so they're getting a sale and we can give you like the necessary information that you don't even get Correct. anymore because you're not buying us a, a CD or an album with a booklet that has all this information or we can interview the artists and, you know, get them to, you know, at that point, you know, we can get the clearance for them and then we play their music um, and it's like, you know, it's it's um, it's authorized at that point. That's that's where the podcasting element is going to take off to when I see it doing it very shortly over here. Um, I just got to find out exactly how I want to structure it, because if Khalid have a song on there, you come on my podcast and you talk and I can guarantee you that I can pull you on 14 platforms, X, Y and Z, this, this, this. I want to guarantee you that you could get royalties for that, too. See what I'm saying? So. It has ways on aspect of how you're supposed to do it, but we, everybody in the industry has their own way of highlighting their own personal journey, and it's up to that person to take that chance and invest in themselves. And Regulova, I have done that, and I have now changed the game for a specific lane because my lane is well open and transparent. You see what I'm saying? It just can't be one thing. I'm just talking about, per se, reggae music, or I'm just going to be talking about scat or anything like that. But by me saying that, you all have, you guys have a specific lane that the industry don't even have. You know, for you to find out anything about reggae music or even to have a, a, a taste of it, it, it you, you have to start with a lot of research. You know, you have to start with a lot of, of if you want to get in-depth. We can get very much in-depth into reggae music and the conversation 
I think it has a, enough knowledge on, on this platform right now to have a well conversation. Time has done said that if everybody look at their devices. But it's so unique to see how you took a simple format, you benchmarked it to a brand, and now it's going to be a household name for media. What steps can we see Reggae Lovers taking in the 2020 future? What, what plans do you guys have? Will it be now um, you guys will have a pop-up, I, I, I say a meet and greet? Will you have a live podcasting show, maybe at Atlanta or Brooklyn? Are these things on the aspect? And Okay, so yes, you can look forward to, you know, as we did in the past, you know, we would, we have promoted many special event, uh, you know, party, nightclub, and and concert type events. We will produce live podcast experiences as well, um, and that's something that I would love to take on the road. But certainly, our hubs would be Brooklyn and Atlanta, so you can look forward to that. Um, I'm actually working on a book right now which will be on the reggae topic as well. So, you know, wow. that's a whole new different lane or, um, you know, two different lanes right there. Yeah, um, that's that's a possible thing. Yeah, you know, we also. <laughs> are kind of um, working on, on networking within the industry, you know, with other podcasters and, and media houses to kind of organize and see how we can best, you know, you 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 utilize a united front, and um, kind of start munching and and chomping on this growing business because just in the, in the infant stages right now, you know, podcasting and in terms of revenue and 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 all that is is uh-huh. exploding, and it's trending like expected to to get much much bigger, so. You know, we're we're here, you know, we've planted our flag in the ground and we want to collaborate with with you guys and, you know, your other shows out there, you know, who we've interviewed many of them on our show and we've been on some other shows. And, you know, we're talking about just, you know, creating a a solid type of network and um, we'll continue to produce different forms of content. So that's what you could look out for in terms of Highlander sound. You know, I went when I started DJing and we started the sound, you know, as a college student at the time, um, the three of us, the founders we were in um, at Morehouse, you know, I for one. Yes, I for one was one. Oh, I was always like, you know okay. what? I don't want to be that gray beard, like gray hair selector in the in the club like like that was never my vision you know (laughs) so now i'm very comfortable in my in the space where i'm at right now i'm very you know i have a a man a beautiful wife and kids and i love to be i love spending time with them at home and i like to sleep in my bed at night you know what i'm saying like i've done the thousands of hours i've done the ten thousand plus hours of being on the road and flights oh, really? and nightclubs and smoking and all of that, 
You know what I'm saying? And now it's a different phase of life where, yeah, you know, some of the things that we discussed here, I want to be instrumental in in really creating some avenues to um, push the culture, educate people, you know, and and do it using different channels, using different skills, because I, you know, I have other I have other things to offer. So, you know, like I said, you may get some more mixtapes and stuff like that. If you see me making live event appearances um, representing Highlander Sound, you know, trust and believe that's going to be a very special situation, special occasion. And it's going to, you know, yeah, I'm going to be getting securing that bag, as they say. <laughs> I, 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 but before you go, and Agar, before, before we touch spaces on you, because I, I'm, as I say it again for the second time, I know you guys are you have to leave. Khalid, give us a little background of your educational um, history, because listening to you and seeing you, now people can actually put a face to the voice. You know what I mean? Because you have that, that, that radio host, this is, this, this is intense. You have to listen to it. There's like a, 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 polit- a, a, a politician when, of, of history of reggae music, when you come on or your voice of the echoing or the frequency that you, you, um, you, you, you transpire. You see what I'm saying? So, that background in college, now, did that give you the, the opening to say, well, now, I understand how the business is structured. Was it a marketing background that you took? Was it a business background? Well, you thank you very much for that, was my brother. You know, that's, um, I appreciate you saying those kind words. And, um, yeah, I was a student of marketing, so you guessed it. You know, um, and I chose marketing because I saw it as something that you could okay, use. Okay. Any type okay. of business can use marketing or should be using it or needs marketing. So I figured, you know, I always wanted to be that kind of person where, you know, I could go work for Coca-Cola. Then I could go work for, you know, um, a steel company or I could go work in the, in the entertainment business. doesn't matter. You know, I can bring those skills. And so... But, you know, I feel those organized um, institutions have a curriculum, which is all well and good. But I had my own interests I always, you know. So when I was in a, in a honest English class in Morehouse and they say, hey, this is your term paper, write, you know, 10 pages on whatever you want to write on. What do you think I wrote on? Reggae music. I went. And that's what I was in the library finding Dark books reggae about reggae. And, you know, <laughs> I was big into hip hop as well. And um, anything that I get into, I like to study, like, from the beginning, the roots. I'm a very old soul. You know, I feel like I was here back in them days. You know, I was like a Rasta man in a reggae, in a reggae band in the, <laughs> in the 70s before I was born. But anyway, that's a different thing. But, yeah, I just trans, <laughs> trans you know, plant myself back into those days and I get into it. And that's really what you more hear, I believe, is more like self-taught, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I wasn't around, I didn't have elders that were pouring all this history into me and I didn't, you know, grow up around a sound and stuff like that. It was more like once I caught the bug, I was like, all right, I'm a nerd, so let nerds do what they do. You know, I started studying. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
I feel on that one. And now, Agard, you picked up behind on him and just kept on studying, or you was the one like, look here, just do it and done. Yeah, that was where that that's where you came in. Let's talk about you now. So, <laughs> uh, literally by I one week, you, you um, will be the the, the not, elder. Not of only the two. are we cousins, but yes, we're we're a week apart in age. What? So <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, so what I kind of bring to the table is what? um, when we we're younger, as Khalil alluded to earlier, you know, he wasn't necessarily the outspoken one, and uh, me growing up in Brooklyn, having to go in between different groups of friends and all these things. I was kind of like the salesperson at the time. So, um, you know, when we decided to start the sound system, I was actually still in New York. I, I was uh, going to SUNY Albany, and I decided to transfer down to Morehouse. And um, when I went down to Atlanta, within the first couple of weeks, you know, I was networking, you know? So, so, you know, not only did I have a love for the music and the vibe, you know, I was kind of like... Nice. At that point in my life, kind of like the fire starter, you know, I didn't care who it was, if it was the biggest person or, or the smallest person. I, I was speaking to everybody. And, um, you know, for, I brought the energy kind of like, you know, we're going to take over this thing. We're going to take over the world. And um, at that point, I, I kind of had the energy <laughs> to kind of convince people, so to speak, you know, right. I, ironically, ironically, you <laughs> know, like Khalil that. is the better always salesperson be because of his knowledge. Yeah. Me, I can just, I pose the ideas, you know, I can, I can get somebody behind an idea. Hence how we started the podcast, you know, or, or at least the talk uh, segment of the podcast. I like that. See, I, I, I knew it was something unique about the platform and it was so unique i was like man it's it, it got to a point interesting because then i started to like research and i started to because i look at it as if all of us in the same industry all of us are trying to accomplish mainly the same goal reach our audience and present the knowledge to those who don't know that's that's the goal that's the podcasting show whatever you want to say it is that's mainly the goal but Caribbean podcasting, it's not there yet. You know, in re as we're talking about dancehall and all of that, our industry ain't there yet. And it's funny that our platform presentation is put together better than some artists, some I, entertainers. In the entertainment industry, it has a lot of platforms podcasting their presentation is better than the big stars, hands down. And by them giving all of that meaning, you can go to a podcaster and like, yo, if a lot of these entertainers are smart, most of these podcasters have 15 or more platforms that they stream off of. And sometimes they don't use all of them. They, 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 you cannot keep up with all of them that you're able to use. And if you're like yourself, myself and Agard Khalid, you're going to know how to utilize these platforms for the best of your ability. And you're going to put in the knowledge that you've learned from the institution that you paid your money for to put bread on the table for your family. Simple. Even if you're not using your institutional knowledge, you're going to use your 
creativity, your consistency, and also your growth within it. So it has many ways to do it. And I'm going to say it again. And once again, every time I say a statement, and it just reminds me of researching reggae lover, researching Caribbean podcasts, researching this. And if you do a research and just do Caribbean podcasts, you, you see it's funny that reggae lover pops up. It has different um, platforms that pop up. But that's just to show me where the industry and who is actually going to be the forefront leaders in the Caribbean when it pops off. Just as how the producing and the music is changing and evolving, podcasting going to do the same thing. Just as how the dinosaurs and song system going to be doing and podcasting is <laughs> going to be the same thing. It can come to a point that Reggae Lover going to be a dinosaur. Keep It Love going to be a dinosaur. <laughs> and I can't wait to see the days that if this is actually a curriculum that we can bring into the um, schools, this is something interesting that students will love in the Caribbean because they don't teach entrepreneurship in school in the Caribbean. And they don't teach any aspects of entertainment business in the Caribbean. So in a whole, this is where it's at. If you want to get into it, I will tell you guys get into it. But we're going to turn this into probably, I don't know, a two-part or a three-part episode because with the information and all of the aspects of how vast your platform is, I just can't talk on one thing. And I wanted to touch all the bases I had on the paper, although it's not a syndicated show. I just wanted to touch everything one time because I know when you guys go, it's back into marketing. You guys are back into hitting 10 toes down and it's not going to be easy to get you guys again. So by me saying that, I'm going to turn over the controls to Agard and Khalil. Uh, Reggae Lover, you can tile the listening audience where they can find you on all um, digital platforms. You can tell them where they can find you on all social media platforms. And you can also big up whoever you want yeah, to big up. Can the go. control is yours, Reggae Lover. He's going to let Reggae Khalil, because he, he has this thing memorized. But for me, um, I, I just usually give out my Instagram, which is A-O-A-G-A-R-D. And that's uh, on uh, Instagram. That's at A-O-A-G-A-R-D. And, um, you know, I, thank you for having us on your podcast. I, I appreciate the conversation. And, yeah. Yeah, man. Likewise, thank you. Um, so, so gracious. You, you so know, thank welcome. you for the vote of confidence. And, um, likewise, love the work that you're doing as well. Um, I listened to quite a few of the interviews that you did. There's so, so much content, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm not going to say I was been able to listen to everything but um yeah <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> see that well big up to you I'm and your li- your growing listener base for sure and um and th- and thanks a lot this was great <laughs> so you can just easiest place to visit would be reggae lover.com and at reggae lover.com you can click and just listen to the most recent episode or you can actually select the platform that you're using whether it's pandora spotify iHeartRadio, apple stitcher soundcloud youtube um what else is there radio.com tune in um those are all linked right there on the homepage at reggaelover.com i'm sorry Um, you know what? 
if you are on oh, a smart Amazon speaker Alexa. device and you say, you know, Alexa, play reggae lover, you got us just like that. And yeah, pretty much everywhere a podcast could be found. Um, also, just, you know, on social media, it's at reggae lover podcast on Instagram. Please follow there. On Facebook, we have one of the fastest growing Facebook pages, fan pages glo- globally. <laughs> Thank you. And so. Oh, you do. You do. You do. You do. You do. <laughs> I, need to, I need to talk to you. Sorry about that. But I want to talk Good to thanks, you man. That. Good uh, thanks. So, yeah, man, everybody, that that's, is, that's that whoever, whoever still uses Facebook, you know, they say that's for old people now, but men and all. In it's it's different you know we cross in a lot of borders with the social media so you know we have just fan bases growing in some places that you wouldn't even think of so yeah man oh linkedin i just um well i just opened a dm here on instagram and they want to find out if reggae lover will ever have a linkedin page where they will be, well, if regular people ever have a LinkedIn page, where they will be accepting guest requests for interviews online. Wow. So regular as I hear that, when will you have a LinkedIn page, meaning a business page, where they can send in requests for interviews online that will, they, I guess some people are on LinkedIn, they're not on Facebook, um, per yeah. se, Instagram. Um, but that's something good. I mean, that 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 even brought my attention. Wow, that's really good. But that's the question. Yeah, wow, that's really good. Um, and this is from I. Well, I don't want to say the person's name online because they didn't tell me to to say that. But this is from a DM post. So what happens will be I I post the feed and nice, nice. Yeah, thanks DMs for the question. Yeah. Um. So I mean, the 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 easiest like direct route. But yeah. You know, because um, we talk about social media, but I don't own any of those social properties that you know easiest way would be to just um email directly to reggae lover podcast at gmail.com or go to the website reggae lover.com and on the contact page you know you can just send a message directly through the website um as well so I love that. Well, you guys, Sensi Star joined the crew. Thank you guys for being an idol in the industry. Uh, we're still babies. We're still toddlers in the industry. <laughs> oh, come on, you guys. Uh, for the I wouldn't say baby at all, you know. Like yourself. <laughs> so vibes cartel of the, of the podcast game. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't doing it for 20 years, man. I just, the work ethic, the work ethic. That's all I'm saying, the work ethic. Um, but yes, you guys, thank you so much for doing that. And I I, I can still look up to IO, no matter how much podcasts I have, no matter where I go, I can still look up to the ones in the industry that I, I respect. And I'm not... Thank you very much. Thank or have an ego to say, hey, yeah, man. Re- love, right back at your mutual Ayo. respect, brethren. All right. <laughs> Give, give thanks. You're welcome. So you guys, 
you have a great evening, great morning, great afternoon, because I know worldwide it's just a journey, and I look forward to seeing the tours. I look forward to seeing the blogs. I look forward to seeing the online yes, content. Yes. Agard, I look forward to seeing you more socially online um, with some mixes. Okay, Agard? Oh, definitely. Agard, give definitely. them an R&B, because you know you have that in you. You have that R&B, that soul in you. Just, just, just drop. Yeah, what I, what I will do, um, I have been uh, doing a little bit more of that stuff. So on the on the podcast, I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> give people a link on where to hear some of my stuff as well. You guys are welcome. So salute to you, manners and respect idols, and I will catch you guys in the fourth quarter of 2020 and see exactly where the brand is what we can expect for 2021 and where you see podcasting thank you um, you too 2021 all right thank you so look out for that